to The Divine and I, an interview-style podcast hosted by me, Haley Shea. Each episode, I will host a new guest to explore the question, where do you see the divine in your everyday life? The hope for this podcast is to welcome and explore the mystery of the divine, be encouraged to deepen our understanding of the innermost self, and seek delight in the life gifted to us by the divine. Let's meet our guest today. Welcome to the first full episode of The Divine and I. I am so excited to be here and introduce to you my first guest, Channing Young. Hello, Channing. Hi. All right. Uh, so Channing is one of my best friends and perhaps one of my most sincere champions in life. She was the first person I told about this podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm just excited to have her on as my first guest. We met and became friends nearly three years ago. We both moved to Portland in August of 2020 to begin our master's programs at Portland Seminary. And I'm very thankful that our paths crossed then and that we were able to support one another through seminary. And like myself, Channing also graduated this past week also with her master's degree in spiritual formation. So congrats, Janie, congrats on earning, <laughs> on earning that degree. We <laughs> both did it. Uh, one special aspect of our friendship, too. We both moved to Portland at the same time, but we're also both from Texas. So Channing is from College Station, Texas, and she also went to Baylor for her undergraduate degree. Um, in 2018, she earned a Bachelor's of Science in Child and Family Studies, And then she lived in Orange County uh, working for A21 as the Global Awareness Coordinator. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that, Channing? No, I'm just so excited to be here. And um, I didn't realize I was the first person you told. So I'm just honored that I get to be your first guest and the first to hear. So, yeah, it's just a privilege. Yeah. Okay. So as I mentioned in my introduction episode... I'm going to have each of my guests share just three fun facts, extraordinary or just super ordinary things about themselves. And so Channing, go ahead and give us your your three fun facts today. All right. So this is a fact that I think comes up a lot more in conversation with people. But growing up, um, wasn't allowed to watch a lot of different TV shows. And one of them was SpongeBob. And recently, my really good friend Hannah and I have been watching SpongeBob and she's introducing me to it. And it's just been really fun. And um, beginning to learn a lot about my shadow self through SpongeBob, which I didn't know could happen. So it's been really cool to get to do that. Um, and then another one is my most favorite food and comfort food would definitely be French fries or any form of potato fried. I think you're a tater tot girl too. I I love, you know, I think I might choose tater tots, like the Cajun tots from McMinimins before, and then always got to have some ranch with it. And then lastly, kind of based off of last week you shared, um, losing things and I also have been given the gift of losing things and them coming back to me in strange ways so um when I I guess it was last summer I or maybe two summers ago 
I had my Vax card, which we had to keep around a lot to show here in Portland. And so I, and I was in, back in Texas and I'd been in Texas for like two or three weeks and I was on a walk and I, when I came back to Portland and I noticed this Vax card just like sitting on someone's fence and I was like making a joke and I was like, oh, Portland, like they're so proud of their Vax cards. They're just like posting them. And then we walked back by it and I was like, wait, that has my name on it. And these kind people had found my Vax card and kept it on their gate for weeks through the rain, but I got it back. So, and this was after your first vaccination. So you couldn't, you had to wait to get your second one because you didn't have the proof of your first one. Is that correct? I I, I remember that. Maybe. I don't know. I have a bad memory. I just remember it was like I was going to my favorite coffee shop. I'm just so glad I went back. But yeah, and I, I didn't know how I was going to get it again. Like I was trying to figure out how you get all that info again because you need it so much. It's on a piece of paper. It's not electronics. Now it's on my phone. Now you have the electronic copy. I've got pictures and everything. So if I do lose it, I've got it. I always love that story. I think she beats me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a close tie. Yes, close tie. tie. Um, Okay. So something else. I did not talk about this in my introduction, but something else I'm going to be doing here in this first segment is offer a drink menu for my guests. Something I just love doing on my own is making just handcrafted drinks, whether that's coffee, tea, cocktail, mocktails, uh, whatever that is. I just like making handcrafted beverages. So each episode I will create a three drink menu and have my guests choose what they would like to drink. Uh, for the remainder of the episode. So for the drink menu today, we have an iced lavender oat milk matcha latte. We have a pour over coffee with honey and oat milk. Or we have a honey citrus mint tea copycatted from Starbucks. But I make it with my own <laughs> my my own ingredients so those are our drinks today Channing what will you be oh, drinking they sound really good it's like you know me or something <laughs> it's um, like I asked you what like you, you know like. <laughs> that I like honey in my coffee I think I want a matcha today so I think I'm gonna matcha. go with the iced matcha lavender it sounds really good awesome and I'm gonna go I feel like coffee is going to make me very jittery and mm-hmm. sweaty right now as this is the first recording. That's why so. I can't do it too. Yes. We're in this together. So, <laughs> We're in this together. I need a slow caffeine. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. I will be going for the honey citrus mint tea. A little something comforting. Mm. And uh, it tastes so good. I'm glad I get so to good. smell it still. Yeah. It's yeah. a great smell. So anyways, I'm going to go make us some drinks and then we'll be right back for our main segment. All right. Cheers. Weddings are changing and couples are focused on spending time outside while they celebrate their love. When you start planning your special day, make sure it's photographed well and with someone who loves the outdoors. Jade is passionate about serving adventurous and laid-back couples through photography. Her work is colorful, full of fun and emotion. Though I am not married and have not booked a wedding with Jade, I have had the privilege of road tripping with her to Yosemite National Park. To this day, those are some of my favorite photos that remind me of such wonderful memories. She's able to capture so much beauty in a single photo. Jade Braid Photography has a special deal for the Divine and I listeners. If you book her for a couple session or wedding through jaderay.com, that is J-A-D-E-R-A-E.com, which you can find in our show notes, 
using code DIVINE20, that is capital D, DIVINE, number 20, you will get 20% off your session. Do not miss out on this deal and book Jane now for your upcoming wedding or elopement. Okay, and welcome back. We are now in our main segment of the podcast. This segment is the heartbeat of what this podcast is all about, and that is being able to explore the uh, mystery of the divine, being able to discover the innermost self, and seeking enjoyment in everyday life. I think I said that slightly wrong. That's all right. I'm trying to remember on the top of my head so what those much. what those three little bullet points are that I had written <laughs> out. Uh, and in every interview, I'm going to start off with the same question. And so, Channing, mm-hmm. where do you see the divine in your everyday life? Yeah, so I think there's so many different ways I could go with this. And I could talk about it for forever, as you know. And so... Um, I think something that has been speaking to me, especially throughout our time of knowing each other and you've gotten to kind of see grow is, um, the divine as creator and gardener. Um, something about living in Portland, especially I think has been really impactful in this for me and getting to see the spring here, um, and see the things coming up. But I think ultimately, I've just come to know my soul as soil Um, and and then God as the gardener of the soil. And what that looks like is just being still and allowing for the movement of the divine within that. And I see that in slugs, as you know, when we go on our hikes and I'm just counting all the slugs. I don't know if you saw this week. I had I think it was like seven slugs in my hand at one time I was so excited seven slugs in your hand seven slugs in my hand okay yeah (laughs) um and but yeah I think just being able to notice the small bits and pieces of our earth that we get to be a part of and when I take time to just stop and look at the slugs or look at the moss and see that it looks like a forest in there. I just feel so connected to the divine and I feel so cared for um, because I were created in the image of the creator. And so if all of these wondrous things around us just leave me in awe and wonder how much more am I loved by the creator yeah, there's, I could go so many different ways about it. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And Channing definitely is a slug girl. I've been on <laughs> hikes with her and she can spot those slugs from miles away. <laughs> so she's being, this is very much Channing. <laughs> um, you talking about the soil and like the moss and the slugs. Yeah. These things in living in Portland with you, we see these in Portland pretty like mm-hmm. often and on trails. Uh, when, did your move up to Portland kind of impact this image that you have of God? And if not, kind of when did you start to discover God as being creator and gardener? Yeah, I think it's been hugely impacted by my move because I am noticing it. But I also think that there that is also with the pairing of the focus on awareness that we were trained in in seminary. And so they just paired really beautifully. But before I moved out here, 
um, when I was living in California, I was living in Orange County right when COVID hit and um, didn't have a job at the time and was pretty pretty scared of a lot of things going on. So it was pretty hidden from most things as many of us were. But the one sacred thing going on in that time was I started going on walks and I would just stop and take pictures of every flower and every little bug. And then I would just go home and stare at them and paint them. And it just felt like the warmest hug from, from our gardener, from the divine um, in a time that felt so lonely and isolated and another I think another way that I would see that when I was living in California especially is that's how I I love sea foam which I don't know why it's the little details for me sea foam sea foam I don't know what this is (laughs) so whenever the the waters are like coming up in the tide it's like the frothy and it's like kind of gross and bubbly but it's also Mm -hmm. so beautiful and mesmerizing and I could just when I took the time to just like feel my feet in the sand and just look at the sea foam. There's just so much going on in it. Like I'm like, I can't even look past the sea foam. There's like so much going on in the ocean. But if we just look at the sea foam and how much is going on there, I'm just like, whoa, I'm so taken care of. And so I think that's a big part of it. Um, It's just continued to grow and I'm growing in awareness of it as well. I feel like you have... I don't know, being able to take like visual aesthetics and just like things that you can physically like see and be able to create these like beautiful metaphors into your relationship mm-hmm. with with the divine, like with God. And so I'm always like mesmerized, mesmerized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't talk very well, so I don't know no, why. So this podcast is really going to be helping me speak my English. But I'm always very mesmerized by your ability to, I don't know, see something that most people are going to look over like slugs or sea foam and being (laughs) able to bring these like incredible like metaphors and and, and into our world. And so um, thank you for being able to to do that as well. Um, Thanks for listening to it. I feel silly sometimes talking about it because I'm like, this is so ridiculous. (laughs) And I'm like so interested in these little bubbles and what's going on. Yeah, I love it. I know you had mentioned earlier too of God being like the gardener and you mm-hmm. the soil. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about yeah. what that relationship is like? Yeah. And this is something that I think I, that is something that has especially grown since in my seminary experience and just in my journey of seeking to become more aware of the divine's presence in my life. Um, I don't know a lot about gardening, so it's funny that I say this. Because, well, I guess I guess it's funny, but also kind of makes sense, right? Because I'm not the gardener. That's, that's the creator. That's the gardener. I'm just the soil, and I don't have to know about the gardening, right? I get to just be. Um, and a gardener, I think it can be, like, I can get tied and being like, oh, is it soil or is it the plants in the soil? But I think I see it as... The gardener is planting all of these seeds and tending to them, and they're very intentionally planted. It's not just thrown about. Um, and the the gift for me and what I am meant to do is just to be still and to receive these seeds and to drink from the water that's coming to help give fruit to 
make space and room allow the roots to take place and I think that can look like a lot of things I think one way is just simply my I like saying this word a lot but just in my growing awareness of the divine's presence I think that's a big seed that's like taking root and um, with that so much more can come forth and there's just so many little intricacies and then the other thing is that the gardener pulls out the weeds it's not not for me and I I actually one of my favorite prayers is the welcome prayer and it's welcoming things that come which is what the soil does right we're not I'm not rejecting what's coming but I'm welcoming even the bad things but then I'm giving it to the gardener I'm giving it to God and so I think that's like a really big way of like a big part of why I see it like that. Um, and it's just really comforting and it seems, it seems so nurturing. I think another, another image that has been really helpful for me that I didn't know I had permission to feel with the divine is the divine as mother, mm. because I have such a sweet relationship with my mom and I look up to her so much and the way she nurtures me. And I think that same way, it's that motherly love that's with a gardener and a creator, right? Because it's something that they are pouring themselves into. Yeah, especially the motherly attributes of, and not thinking of like gender attributes, but motherly feminine attributes of, you know, where mothers are giving care and birth into like the world. And so I think those two things go very like hand in hand with one another yeah they bring forth life right and I like that you are use the word permission because I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to be able to have a certain relationship with God or be able Mm -hmm. to name that certain relationship as what it is Um, feeling like it has to be a more patriarchal or really any other you know metaphor Um, so being able to give ourselves I think the permission to call our relationship with God what it is and being yeah. able to call that relationship something that is actually like authentic to um yeah to I ourselves think and to God something I just want to yeah say on that is there's so much beauty in seeing the divine as father as well and there can be so much right. to that but when you are I was raised in such a way that God was always gendered masculine and so it felt very separated always seeing there just wasn't this connection that I felt I could I could have with the divine there was this like block and so being able to see oh God is mother God is father God is gardener God is so much more than these gendered you know I guess what's the word binary roles that we've given um that permission which I've like accepted and received and been so grateful to receive from the divine to just see the divine as I connect to them has been huge. And so I think, yeah, I I just want to like make it clear. I don't think anyone is wrong or right. It's just finding the real gift is finding the space and giving yourself permission to find where that connection is. And that can change too, as you grow. Exactly. Yeah. No, thank you for pointing that out and yeah making making that I think distinction clear as well so 
I know you had mentioned a little bit about seminary journey and Mm -hmm. like what has, you know, how that has informed your relationship with the divine as well. Is there anything else like from seminary that has, um, I don't know, sort of sparked your spirituality and relationship with the divine? Well, there's so much. Um, <laughs> Loaded question. That yeah. So something I I told you briefly before this too. It's been such a gift to reflect on this so fresh after graduating, um, and that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with my summer before I pick up my practice in spiritual direction again. Is just really settling in with where I am with the divine, what that looks like, and then also how I can create that space with my directees. And so I'm really grateful for the questions because I think I'll get to use them throughout my summer of reflection. But I think it's just freedom in my relationship with the divine and being able to open my hands and to not expect rigidness and embrace that freedom and that lack of rigidness um there's been a lot of grieving with that because I'm very comfortable with the rigidness that is I want I'm using that word a lot I guess I want it to be like plain and simple this is what it is right and then you know when especially when you get into theological talk about what is this or that, I want it to be so clear. And the greatest gift, I think, or one of the many great gifts I've received um, through my seminary journey is continually being reminded that God is not in the black and white and in the rigidness. And for me, I think the biggest revelation is this this divine that is just beyond beyond all our understanding, beyond so much. I mean, I think that's why I like looking at the small things because I'm like, you just stare at this and there's so many things to count and the divine knows all of those things, right? Why would I expect for me to be able to understand or put together the, a box that everything fits in? That's just... To me, I feel like that's putting myself in a God position. And so being able to check that with myself and continually remind myself when I get to that point because I want it to be so straightforward and instead turning and saying, you show me, right? And it's so beautiful too because it's like there's black and white, but I'm like, no, we live in a world of color. And there's so many things that we appreciate that aren't structured in that way. I mean, I I think I'm going back to like nature stuff, but I would much rather look at a field of wildflowers than a yard that has been so, you know, structured in such a way, right? I'm thinking of um sorry, I'm like Go for it. Of um wait, I don't know if you watch this. If not, I'll cut this out. <laughs> um the man hillary duff's another uh, cinderella story yeah yeah um and i was her her lawn of how it's like she's using up all the water to to make her grass super super green okay i'm sorry and it's so pristine and it's pretty and but it's 
not what was intended. And there was probably a lot of beauty that was intended there that we're missing. And so when we try to make it fit, it's exhausting us. It's like we're running out of water to keep up with it because we're not giving it to the divine. We're trying to place it in our control. And so I think that's a perfect analogy for that. Um, and that what I'm trying to say. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. As you were talking about like the box and, um, also kind of eliminating almost these like binary ways of thinking Mm -hmm. of God and ourselves and theology. I think one thing that's been helpful, I know like for me, through seminary and then just through my interactions with people is that we all have such a unique and personal like relationship like with God. And it's like if we were looking at like, you know, a box even, like we're we're each seeing like a different mm-hmm. like side of, of, of God. But I don't even want to use the box as a metaphor because I'm trying to do away with with this box. But you're able to I don't know, come to understand. And as I mentioned earlier, like your ability to just bring a metaphor into um, just a beautiful like metaphor into like really anything and to bring meaning into like even the smallest things of life. And I think it's really special when again to hear how you see the divine in your life and how it's different from the way I see like the divine. Meanwhile, we're talking about the same divine, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all talking about the same God. So it's like God was never meant to be put into this box or binary standards or be able to be shaped perfectly into our theological understandings and underpinnings of who God is that yeah, not each into our of us, image, but we're in right. God's not to our image. image. And I think that's what makes it beautiful of coming together and hearing from other people. Cause as we get to, um, have conversations with people, we get to be able to see even more like faces and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sides of God. And it's like all of us, if all the humans were to come together and to talk about their experience with, with God and with the divine, it's like, we kind of have a beautiful, like almost wholesome, like image of who, yeah. who God is. But yeah, I don't think in our human ability that we can wrap God, you know, perfectly and whole, you know, into, into this. Yeah. But I think our relationship with God is what is special and unique and that we can hold that and nurture that exactly as it should be. Yeah. And I think that's important too, because that's one of the greatest gifts of practicing as a spiritual director. And mm-hmm. I know that's also why you wanted to start this podcast is it might not resonate with anyone that God is gardener. And that is so okay and actually I think that's so beautiful and says so much Mm. about the divine that if we are all in the created in the image of God and Imago Dei then I get to look at you and I get to see so much that is different than me right Mm. and I'm like wow that's so beautiful and that also is my like that is reflecting my God right right and um I think that a big part of that is just opening yourself, which I am really working on. I think it's probably going to take all of my life and beyond. I won't ever get there Mm -hmm. of just seeing that in each person and being able to recognize and embrace and honor the many ways that the divine meets us in in the different people around our lives. I think I forgot to mention that at the beginning, which I think I meant to, Channing is also in this, uh, is trained to be a spiritual director. We were in the training together. And so in your training as a spiritual director, how has that 
informed your, you know, understanding or relationship with, with the divine? Yeah, I think so much. So I learned so much from the people I get to meet with and also just in the trainings that we've had and the practices and everything, I think, so something that is really important to me is that I provide spiritual direction to people of various faiths um, and spiritualities. And it's really, really healing and beautiful to see how the divine is meeting each of them and that I get to just sit and witness that and I get I leave closer to the divine because I'm seeing how the divine is working and meeting people and I think yeah like it's been healing for my I have a hard time with being connected to Christianity lately just with the way things have been like portrayed and knowing the history of Christianity and there, I, there's a lot of things that I think are not Christ-like. And so I have a really hard time being connected with that, but I get to meet with people that are Christian and see the beauty and see the gardener at work in their lives and them partnering alongside. They're co-creating. They're not, it's not just a divine in there. Um, and that's really healing for me to get to witness that and to open my arms to that and then also to turn to directees that maybe don't believe in the Christian God and get to see the divine co-creating with them as well. So I think it just allows, and I think this is a big hope that I'm kind of just like tapping on right now as we're talking about it, is allowing that to continue to soften my heart towards to, towards both or all, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, that's really beautiful. That's, I think, the beauty and wonder of spiritual direction. And it's kind of, it's special for both the director and the directee to be in that space and mm -hmm. in that moment. And so that's what I've noticed, too, as a director, just, like, how much is, like, I don't know, how much I'm able to meet the spirit, like, in those, yeah. in those sessions. And it's yeah. just, I think it's just such an honor to be entrusted um, and truly, I know spiritual direction is not something that a lot of people know what it is. And you described it so well in your podcast. I never know how to tell people what it is. Um, but obviously it's not about us as spiritual directors. Um, but essentially that's the thing is it's so not about us that we get to just witness because it's about the divine and the directee and we just get to be the witness and so I think in that in itself is a gift. The, the fact that it's not about us allows us to see that and grow in that. All right, last question. And this is mainly, again, I don't know if I'm going to know my pod, uh, podcast guest as well as I know Channing. <laughs> so I get the <laughs> kind of just utilizing, just digging, knowing. Really <laughs> uh, and this one, this last question might not be as deep. But lately you've been getting into some more art projects. Mm -hmm. Has there been any sort of like spiritual practice that you have found in doing doing the art projects that you've been doing? Yeah, because I think, it, yes, in so many ways. And, and you can tell us what specifically <laughs> those projects are. Too. Um, well, I'm going to back up a little bit first because this is kind of what led me 
to step into the journey of allowing like I guess opening my my mind and I guess my heart the soil of my soul to the divine um and to the divine outside of the binary walls I've created was I kind of mentioned in when I was wa- doing going on my walks when COVID began, that's when I started painting again. And I was so encouraged by my community. And I felt those times, it was again, like just such a warm hug from the divine, like we're together and I'm getting to imitate some of the creation that has been, that I can never fully, you know, imitate. Um, And it's, it's almost, it's a practice of worship. It's like, whoa, look at, look at what you've done. I'm going to look at these details and then I'm, I'll back up because there's no way I'm going to be able to get all these details. Right. But I can enjoy them and I can, I can sit in awe and wonder of the creator and that all of this has been taken into account and then do my little sketch or painting of that. Um, and then more recently, Something that is really important in spirituality is quietness. And as you know, that's really hard for me to be still and quiet. I'm I'm playing with Play-Doh right now. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I so, am too. She gave me some. Yeah. Um, and so being able, it, it was, there was a block for me when my, like, most of my life, it was to have, to connect with God, we had to have some format, right? It was morning devotionals, whether that was, you know, reading the Bible and then doing some prayer. And that was, could be really challenging for me because I was trying to do it just right. Cause there would be the ways to read the Bible, the ways to pray. And those can be really helpful guidelines and there's nothing wrong with them, but everyone meets divine in different ways. And that was not a way at that time for me that I met with the divine. Um, and then, you know, we've been invited to do different quieting practices throughout our seminary experience and those were really hard as well because I have I have a really racing mind so when I still it gets it kind of gets scary in there sometimes and um yeah so art has been such a way for me to find that stillness even in the movement because I'm getting to be meditative of what I'm looking at or what I'm imagining and more recently I've um been playing around with lino cutting which is the stamps that I've been I did um and the carving away at things has just been really really therapeutic and just connected and yeah I feel I don't know I just can see the divine do like doing that for me um bringing forth things but then also not being afraid of so when there's like when you're doing lino cut and you're carving, um, the background can have little lines in the back. It's called chatter, and it looks kind of messy, but I think it's really beautiful. And so getting to look at that and be like, oh, it's actually kind of really pretty that we have this, you know, I think that gives it texture. It gives us gives it personality. Um, and same thing with painting, just not being afraid of the little bumps and curves and just embracing them has been a way in which I think God's met me and reminded me that that's how he looks at me and the lives that and the choices in my life that I make. Um, 
and it's not like oh there's this hard scratch here he's like oh it's just like a cute little fun little quirk we get to look at and work at together and maybe it needs to be carved away but we're gonna do this together and it's not something that's just horrifying and I'm on a tangent now I don't even know what I'm saying but um yeah I think that has been really really sweet for my relationship with the divine yeah I'm a big fan of creative ways to like creative spiritual Mm -hmm. practices because I think I'm that same way where that kind of like rigid or standard for you know the 20 minutes in your bible every morning um like spiritual like rhythms and I've always just been so admired and (laughs) um, or inspired by people who are able to do that um Mm -hmm. I I love that people are able to yeah uh, to, to 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 do that and are able to do that that it's a skill that I don't think I I I have mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that as well so I love being able to hear people talk about how they have creatively come to engage and just spend time with and be with um with the spirit and with God and being able to yeah enrich their spiritualities in just such different and beautiful ways. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And then anything else that you wanted to share that was on your mind that I didn't ask about as we well, close this section? And you can cut this out if it ends up getting too long, but this is something that kind of came to mind another way of like image of God. Um, Waldo, my dog is I here. I forgot to ask about Waldo. I should have done that. <laughs> Waldo, my dog <laughs> okay. is here. Um, and he has played a huge role in that for me. Um, because I ha- I struggle with anxiety and depression and something about Waldo that's, sorry, he's looking up now because I'm saying his name. He's like, yes, um, has been so sweet is he, one, wakes up each day just so excited to see me. He's just like freaking out. Sometimes he even pees a little because he's so excited to see me. And I'm like, dude, stop. Like, this is too much love. Um, And he just always wants to be by me. He has separation anxiety. So it's kind of to a point where it's not so healthy. But always wants to be by my side. Earlier, we've had to get up and go different places. And he's really sleepy. But he will get up and go with me. And it has just been such a beautiful image of how God looks at me with just such love and excitement to be with me. And I don't really have to do anything. I mean, I feed him and I think he really likes that. And yeah, I play with him, but none of those things are like, he just loves me and he just wants to be with me. And I think that is such a simple way to see, um, yeah, how God just wants to be with us and how, it's not, it doesn't have to be something more. Like God just wants to sit with me while I'm doing my art sometimes or when I'm taking my nap. It's just going to be there and that's okay. Um, and I don't have to be anything or do anything. It's just, it's just, be, be, I guess I have to be me. It's just for being me. Um, and that has been a really, really, humbling experience to get to see it like that so that'll be my last thing (laughs) I love that and Waldo is the cutest pup might have to put him on Instagram stories um (laughs) so you guys can see um he's 
yeah, quite quite the pup. <laughs> he is quite the pup. Uh, Haley met him from the beginning, so yes, they I have did. quite the relationship. <laughs> he still freaks out. He has to smell me to yes, r- for everyone. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so that concludes this segment. Um, we'll be right back, and we're going to close out in a pretty special way. So see you in a bit. Sweet. All right. So in each of my episodes that I, like I mentioned in my intro episode, I have asked each of my guests uh, to be able to bring something to share with us um, as we close out um, each episode. And before I have Channing share what she has brought, I just want to let everyone know that Channing is also working on some personal projects right now. Not quite ready to announce, but if you guys keep up with uh, the this podcast and follow me on Instagram, I'll be able to give updates uh, as as they come. And so be on the lookout for some exciting things that Channing <laughs> will be releasing and doing here very, uh, very soon. But for now, Channing, if you want, you can share and tell us a yeah. little bit about what about what you brought. Thanks, Haley. Also, I didn't get to do this in the end cause I, or at the beginning. This is the end. Um, but I wanted to just say one happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and to just how grateful I am for this conversation. It's been really sweet and to have been invited into this and entrusted with being a part of your first episode. Um, you do such a good job with it and I'm very excited for where it will take you. So thank you. Um, okay. So I, I think I mentioned it, um, maybe in the conversation, but one of the prayers that has been really, really helpful for me, um, is the welcome prayer and it's by Thomas Keating and I'm going to go ahead and read it over y'all. If y'all just want to, if you are at home and have the opportunity to just kind of still yourself, take some breaths, get comfortable, um, and just kind of open your heart to this prayer. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I love the, I love closing with a welcoming prayer. (laughs) And I I think that that's like even a metaphor that I like to have in my spiritual direction sessions that as we come to a close that we're not ending anything, we're rather being welcomed into new life constantly. Mm -hmm. And so as we close out this podcast. I hope that there has been something that has touched you or just something that is on your heart or on your mind that you may be welcomed into exploring that um, more and deeper. So thank you for sharing the welcoming prayer and we welcome you into this new life, new and beautiful life that God has given to us. Thank you all for listening and tuning into this conversation. And thank you Channing for being my first guest. I, I don't know. Yes, she has made this very comfortable for me. Okay. <laughs> as I've navigated the, this first episode. 
but I will be back here next week. And so be able to download the episode on whatever streaming platform that you have and continue watching with us. That concludes our first episode of The Divine and I. Cheers. Cheers. All right. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for watching. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Divine and I. For more content and to stay updated, be sure to follow The Divine and I on Instagram and check out the website, thedivineandi.com. You can find these links listed in the show notes. If you would like to leave a donation to help fund this podcast, you may visit thedivineandi.com slash donation. See you next week.